Alrighty, guys, welcome back to week two of the Harry Styles show. I mean, we really are giving this man two weeks. Does he deserve it? I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out after how today's show goes. But we learned a lot about Harry Styles and how he's grown as a man, how he's grown, you know, in terms of finding love. We've seen how he has suddenly discovered 80s music, you know, in the time between his past album and his most recent album. I mean, that man loves that synthesizer more than more than any pop star in leg warmers and neon clothes I've ever seen. So good for him. He's bringing the retro back to style and I guess I can't I can't hate on him for that. So we're just going to just let him do his thing. Art is art, I guess. And the synthesizer is in that category. We'll just give that to him. But welcome back to another week of Album Digest, a place where we dive deep into albums in hopes to learn more about artists and their music. I am your host, Phoebe Goodwin. And so today we're going to be going through the second part of Harry's Harry's House by Harry Styles, the first ever two-part series we've ever done. And it probably won't be the last. I'm kind of liking how how this is going, um, it's, it's really nice. We really get to go through every song in meticulous detail. And so it's been quite a journey seeing how far Harry Styles has come from his boy band days. He still has that twang of pop. He's added a little bit of groove, a little bit of rhythm, and of course, that 80s flair to his sound, which is quite different from the cookie-cutter boy band pre-written songs he used to sing. And so I'm, I'm proud of his growth as an artist and as a man. Um, and so whether you like it or not, Harry Styles really has been a revolutionizer in the modern-day pop music, mainstream music, whatever you want to call it, that industry. He's added this funky rhythm and groove, as I talked to, talked about to these top chart songs so there is a little bit of weight behind the songs being played on the radio which is not always the case and so for that I applaud Harry Styles you know he could do anything with music and everyone would drop to their knees and declare him an artistic genius and I'm just really glad he's bringing some sort of artistic death depth to a rather stale sector of music um which we've seen pop to be but this first song we're going to be going over is called cinema and in this he really isn't hiding anything instead he's pretty much giving us the entire meaning of this song right up front so as many of you know if you have an iphone or any social media platform harry styles is dating an older woman named olivia wilde they met on a movie set where they both were starring, having a role in the movie, and from then on, it was love, okay? So this movie is really all about their relationship, but let's look at the technicality first before we go to the meaning. So it starts off with this dreamy sequence of harmonies singing the intro, You Got the Cinema. That is all he says. And it's setting this scene for this groovy, hazy guitar melody that seems to be floating through the background of the song. 
As far as vocals go, it's pretty stripped back throughout the entire song. You know Harry. He adds, of course, some harmonies and layers as you get deeper into the song. And I think this is a prime example of using your voice as an instrument instead of just the leader of the song or the story of the song. Instead, you can use it as this beautiful instrument that adds to the musicality of it all. He has that same kind of build up to the chorus where there's a lot of tension building, growing this energy. And when the chorus comes, all of that releases with a tiny bit of silence. And then he starts to sing and that's really when the chorus explodes. There's a strong bass presence throughout the chorus, which I think is so vital to some songs where if you take the bass out, it has no structure and it just sounds kind of floppy. But the, the bass, the drums, these are the bones of the song. This is what gets your foot moving. Okay? Just think about it. If there wasn't a bass, if there wasn't drums, what would get those hips flying around the dance floor? Nothing. Okay? And so I think it's very evident here of the huge presence that the bass has. Um, there's this instrumental section with just the drum, bass, and guitar, and his voice becomes really choppy. Like, he'll sing some parts of the verse and the chorus, and then it'll stop him, and it it's kind of confusing. Um, it's very sharp, and then he keeps singing that intro, you got the cinema, you got the cinema, you got, you got the cinema. And it's very, it's very sharp, it's very kind of like puzzle pieces all getting together and it kind of adds on top and on top and on top and on top and then it expands to this bridge as the layers keep getting added Um, and it builds up really really loudly like there's a lot of movement going on lots of sounds lots of choppiness Um, and then the music strips all the way back and he he sings and then the song is over so it's a pretty abrupt ending to the song. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. I think if it's a good song, you should, you should have a good ending. And honestly, I think sometimes that can be a little lazy. A conclusion is one of the hardest parts of a paper to write. And if you just, if you just don't write the conclusion, there's no closure to the song. And it just frustrates me. Okay. I, I get frustrated listening to the song. And, and of course, who am I? A 20-year-old in a college radio station, and he is probably one of the world's most renowned musicians of this time, but I'm going to pretend like I know more than him. As far as, the, as far as the meaning goes, I mean, his songs only go so deep. They don't strike me as those songs that stop you in your tracks and convince you to look at the world in a different way as I believe art should do and so I'm I'm gonna say it I'm a little disappointed lyrically on this album um yeah that's all I'm gonna say about that so regarding this song specifically he is creative he's a creative person he writes songs all this stuff but To go back to what I was saying about at the beginning, you know, he's dating Olivia Wilde. They met on this movie scene, and the title of the song is Cinema. Oh, I wonder who this could be about, okay? Like, come on, Harry. Give us something to fight for. It's it's an odd song, because when you hear it, you're like, yes, I would hear this on my local radio station and feel safe playing it in front of my kids. 
but it's also one of those songs where if you really listen to what the song is saying, you would not want to play this in front of your kids. There's lots of sexual undertones to this rather poppy, light, airy song. And I mean, I guess that's just Harry for you. He's, he's a man. Um, and he likes to talk about his women, the women in his life. Um, he has weird undertone or metaphors. So he's comparing her to a cinema. Um, the way she moves is cinematic. It's art. It's mesmerizing. It's beautiful. He seems to be infatuated with her, but isn't quite sure that she feels the same way about him, partially because she is quite a bit older than him. So in this song, it really sounds like, you know, a little sixth grader hitting on an eighth grader and just feeling like, oh, I got to play it cool for this older girl. Am I, am I putting myself out there too much? Am I being too forward? Do you think I'm cool too? It felt very elementary in the sense of the pursuit, which I think goes back to the age difference in, in this relationship. Um, his new girlfriend is an ad- actress, so it's quite an illusion, quite the al- illusion to Olivia Wilde, and I think he could have been a l- tiny bit more creative. I do think it's an interesting song. Not many people are um, compared to um, a cinema, and so I think he does a good job, but yeah, you can you can hear for yourself and, and make your own opinions about Cinema by Harry Styles. You got, you got the cinema. Thank you. 
All right, so now we're going to move on to the second track of today's show titled Daydreaming. This song definitely has that basic pop song of 2022 sound to it. There are background vocalists, high-pitched screams, and some brass action. There's a heavy bass, yet again, that brings the structure and groove, and of course, a little bit of synthesizer. I'm, I'm really not impressed by this song by any means, not to start off the show in such a negative way. I just... I just have to be honest with you guys, and I think Harry Styles is better than this. The song is also just extremely easy to interpret, and I just love a challenge. When my mind is put to the test to interpret what this song could possibly mean, but by taking a singular glance at the lyrics, you know, I could just tell what the, the, the story he was trying to convey. He is asking this girl, I'm assuming Olivia Wilde, to give him all of her love so that he can spend his days dreaming about it. He compares his love life, a daydream. He's just kind of waltzing through the everyday, just longing to be with her again, always in a trance. And that doesn't seem like the most enjoyable way to live your life, and I'm, I'm unsure why. Um, he would write a song about this because if that's the way he's really living, then his whole family must feel completely ignored and forgotten. And how sad is that? What about his friends and his producers and the people he spends time with that aren't this girl? And now he is admitting to always wanting to be with her when she's not with him. And so he seems... He seems a little uncomfortable. Maybe a little codependency issue going on here. I may be exaggerating this and blowing it way out of the water. Or maybe I'm just in a critical mood. But that is what I think of when I look at these lyrics. I'm like, why would you want to live your life in a daydream when there's all of this um, amazing life to be lived right in front of you, right near you? And of course you can do that in a relationship. But when you're constantly unsatisfied with not being with this person there's an issue there is a deep issue going on that might require some professional help or assistance um of course this is art and he could be exaggerating but again i'm just acting like i know more than him and that's my take on this song there is one part I did I did find somewhat creative where his voice sounds distant and echoey as if in a dream, the whole dream he's talking about. But other than that, I, I wasn't blown away all that much by the creativity. It felt like a lot of this song was just him singing in a high-pitched voice and, and screaming.
Okay, well, now that that's over, let's get on to the nitty-gritty, the song I have actually deemed appropriate and worthy to be put on my fall playlist. Yeah. Can you believe that the negativity I have just spoken on Harry Styles is is being revoked as as I talk to talk about this song just because I like it I just like the song and I didn't like the others and you may hate this song but this is not your radio show and so here's the song I thoroughly enjoy and listen to in my free time because I like it so much it is the third song we are going to be going over the 10th track on the album titled keep driving oh man i mean this song just has such a light and airy feeling to it it sort of has this electric beat to start the song off and then it has a little bit of the piano keys action a little electric piano and of course of course this is harry styles a little synthesizer action but the beat of the song the beat of the song is what is most attractive to me i just love a strong a strong beat it just brings all of this order to an otherwise seemingly chaotic song and that goes for any song i just love the sturdy structure that a good drummer can bring and i'm sure harry styles has one of the best drummers and now that i think about it he has a female drummer and that is just cool. There's no other word for that. Girl boss. Okay. Let's move on. It feels just like a sweet little summer song. It goes into, you know, more of a rock and roll feel for the bridge, which is a nice contrast to the airy feeling the rest of the song brings. And then it goes back again to how the song originally opened up. The song talks about a relationship that is going well and fine. And there, you know, starts to be some concerns when he says a small concern with how the engine sounds, but then goes on to say, well, should we just keep driving? You know, he doesn't want to address the obvious issue in front of them. And instead, he wants to hold on to the sweet, the easy and the comfortable parts of this love. Black and white film camera, yellow sun blast.
Isn't it a shame that the best song on this album is the shortest song? I guess you can only ask for so much. Okay, so now we're going to move on to track number four titled Satellite. Satellite starts off in a very ominous tone. It has a very simple, almost atmospheric sound with a strong bass and, of course, a little SP, synthesizer presence. His voice is accompanied by some harmonies and some oohs and ahs, and then it opens up into this kind of 80s pop song that still keeps that unique atmospheric sound, which is hard to do. It brings in all of the elements of pop while keeping it a little different. Way to go, Harry. Way to go. After the first chorus, the verses um, kind of stay with that upbeat feel. So it leaves that atmospheric feel that it, the song opened up. And um, it kind of moves into the more structure, structured, poppy sound, feel, tone, whatever you want to say. In the pre-chorus, he says, I go round and round satellite. And while he sings each word, the drum hits on the beat of the word he's saying. And I think that's kind of like um, as if you were to underline a phrase in a paper. You're really trying to emphasize it. He's really hitting the beat on each word so you hear it, so it pops, so it is brought out from the background and into the foreground. And we'll kind of get more into the meaning of that in just a minute. But after the pre-chorus, it kind of goes into this rock and roll section with the same choppy vibe that cinema had, where it's kind of all over the place and you don't really know, like if you're singing along, you kind of always get it wrong because it all sounds the same, but it's actually all completely different. And he just goes, he just sings parts of the chorus over and over and over again, just as cinema. And to even further this comparison, it ends the same way. He ended two songs in this second half the exact same way. And the way he did that was by not writing a final verse or a chorus or a bridge or anything he just took what was already in the song and jumbled it up so it sounded a little new and then just ends it oh my gosh come on come on anyways this song is talking about how he is waiting for this girl to bring him back into her life he compares himself to a satellite spinning out in outer space just waiting for her to pull him back to earth, back to her, back to maybe a relationship. Um, And he sees that she's in need of a companion, but she keeps pushing him away. So he is oh so patiently waiting to be brought back into her life, but on her timeline instead of his.
Boyfriends is the next track we are going to be o- going over today. It is the 12th track on the album, and it takes a different approach. And so I'm really excited that there's a little bit of difference in this song. But it starts off with that classic reverse sound. So as if, you know, you rewind the music, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. So the music is playing backwards, and you can't understand a word he's saying, but you awkwardly try to sing along as if you know what he's saying, but he's actually... He's talking backwards. It reminds me um, of my childhood when I would put a VHS in in the TV, in the movie player. And oftentimes it would be James and the Giant Peach and I would have to rewind it. And it felt like the whole movie had been spoiled because I watched it from end to beginning before I even started it. So it kind of feels like that. So you feel a little confused, you feel a little jumbled, you don't know really where he's going with it. But then pretty soon, um, that sequence, that daydream that he pulls you into ends. And it just opens up to his voice, harmonies, and just some simple guitar plucking. And so you know what that means. It is time for this week's SDB the stripped-down ballad of Part 2 of Harry's House. I am so thankful that there was an SDB of this Part 2 because without one, it would not be an Album Digest show. And so I love, I love the guitar in this song. I, w- I love it so much, I might even look up a tutorial on how to, how to do it myself. It's very simple, it's very beautiful, And it just feels real. It feels real and it feels raw. And so whenever that's the case, whenever we have an SDB, the number one rule is to look at what the artist is saying because this is one of the most important messages they are trying to convey on this album. There's a reason why none of the other songs were an SDB, mostly because there was not a whole lot of meaning to them. So now that we have an SDB, thank the Lord, there's a little tiny ounce of depth here. So let's get into it. The meaning of this song is rather profound considering that a man wrote it. When you think of songs about boyfriends, you usually think of a female artist writing about her experience with your run-of-the-mill high school dud. So it's, it's very interesting that he's taken the time to write the song about boyfriends. I'm thinking he may be writing about his girlfriend's past loves or his sister's past loves, mother's, whatever. Any woman in his life who has had a poor experience with a boyfriend. I think he's taking a collection of these stories and writing about his frustrations with how these women were treated by their boyfriends. He talks about these women getting taken advantage of or walked over by their boyfriends, people who have a hard time understanding what their significant other is thinking or feeling because there's a lack of communication, how people get into this trap of mind games and guessing with how things are going because their boyfriend doesn't tell them. There seems to you know, be some lack of clarity in this relationship that he's talking about. And really through this song, I would consider it an activist movement for calling p- 
people out when they are the reason for the toxicity in relationships. And for that, I am thankful. He has a platform and at least he's, he's, he's using it for some kind of good. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to some of the unfortunate things that he's talking about here, just with failed relationships, whether, you know, it's a boyfriend, it's a girlfriend, whether you did it, whether someone else did it to you. But I just think through this song, he's bringing attention to the toxic relationship culture of this generation. And for that, I am going to give Harry Styles just a singular clap. guys well that is it for this episode of album digest 
I know this was a bit different than the other albums I do, but you have to listen to different kinds of music, even even music you don't like, to learn more about this industry, learn more about the art. If I just stay with things I'm comfortable with, I mean, I'm never going to learn, even if that means a bit of criticism on along the way. Um, but I am so glad for all of you who tuned in to listen today and we will be back next Tuesday at three for another album digest.